Greetings. Murder and ghosts. Where are you at? Adams. A podcast about truth. Here. Invites you to enjoy the show. Where are you? It just called us douchebags. We gotta get out of here. Murder and Ghosts in This Life and the Life Ever After. Murder and Ghosts is a podcast detailing true life murderous accounts and the paranormal activity that surrounds them. Host John and Cassandra lead you on a unique journey into the dark and troubling reality of humanity gone wrong and the spiritual effects that linger. Join Murder and Ghosts in this life and the life ever after. And now for another exciting episode of Murder and Ghosts. I'm John. I'm Cassie. And tonight's episode is titled EP14 Revisit DWW. And so what that means is that my energy was totally depleted this week. I could not even think about communicating with the ghost box. Even as much as I wanted to, I couldn't do it. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to revisit one of the cases that I think needs a little bit more traction. So we're going to point you guys right back to that one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go over a few of the clips that were there. And that was on David Wayne Wagner. He is a fellow Marine and I would ask, please, after you guys listen to this episode, after you listen to this episode, please head on over there and, and check that one out. And uh, I would love to see it bump on up because it's a good episode. And there was some great information that came through that ghost box. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was one of the most fun episodes. But before we get into Mr. Wagner, I think we'll cover some murder in the news. <laughs> we need a guitar riff. Ha! Simonia! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start with the... I purposely went out and looked for this case because I knew that there was going to be something. And sure enough, there was. Las Vegas police. This coming from Fox 5, KVVU-TV. 1979 cold case murder of Western High School student solved. Uh, The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department announced Monday that a cold case homicide from 1979 has been solved thanks to the donation of a local philanthropist. According to LVMPDLT, Lieutenant (laughs) Ray... (laughs) ABC... Rewind. (laughs) According to Lieutenant Ray Spencer, the cold case was that of Kim Bryant, a 16-year-old Western high school student who was kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Uh, Lieutenant Spencer said that Bryant's mother had reported her missing after she never returned home from school. Kim Bryant's murder was solved after Las Vegas philanthropist Justin Wu donated funds to help investigators send evidence from the case to the Texas lab Lieutenant Spencer said, The lab called Orthram provides DNA testing. This is the place with all the spooky magic that can take 15 cells and rebuild the DNA sequence. Their entire family tree. <laughs> yeah. Is that not wild? Why so when I saw this case, this is just beautiful. So um, this local philanthropist, so DNA, okay, excuse me can unlock DNA clues from trace events of DNA or evidence that is old or degraded. Any type of of forensic evidence, 
And we are the only lab in the U.S. or Canada that is built only for this. Orthram Chief Business Development Officer Dr. Kristen Mitlitman said. How is that possible? Yeah. There's only one. They, they, yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like seeing into the past. Yeah. Wow. So there must be enough information to say if this is here and this is here and connecting the dots mm-hmm. and the statistical, I, I would, I'm guessing, I'm just totally guessing. It, there has to be lots of funky math going on to say, okay, here we are. Yeah. Well, that's really good that they got it solved. It's about time. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. The, uh, uh, it was announced earlier this year that philanthropist Justin Wu has donated funds that led the departments to be able to solve the 32-year-old code case of Stephanie Isaacson. Mm-hmm. So the same Justin Wu, um, because of his philanthropy, now has solved two of the cold cases in Las Vegas um, through the DNA testing. That is phenomenal. That's great. And he, he's, he's going to see if he can set up a crowdfunding now to, to keep this ball rolling. Very cool. Yeah. That is cool. I like it when people are giving and they donate money to do things like that because cold cases like that often get swept away and ignored and forgotten about. Yeah. And, and now, so the, um, the murderer in this case, um, died in 1993 mm-hmm. and his name, whatever his, I won't even mention his name. Um, but they know who he is. Um, he had gone to the same high school, mm-hmm. um, and but he died in 1993. Wow. Well, I'm glad that there's finally justice in that case. Even there was though justice. Yeah. Exactly. It was. It was. It is no longer a cold That's case. Fantastic. It's yeah. Um. You have anything in the news? Yeah, today? I actually picked a really kind of like I, I read the title and then I had to read it again and I think you'll like this one. So the headline is DNA inside of a conch shell leads to suspect in 2001 homicide. Okay. So the prosecutors are saying that DNA that was recovered from the interior of a conch shell thought to have been used as a weapon in this. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) I'm thinking, did he, did he take his fingertips and stick it inside the conch shell and use it like that? Because there it would have been, it would have been smooth on his palm. So he would have had a good grip of it. I'm wondering if that's, I'm just trying to picture how that would happen. So. What do you see? Initially, they thought that this woman, she was 41, and um, it was her half-brother who actually killed her. They thought that she had been beaten to death with a fireplace poker and a conch shell and a cast-iron kettle. So he just bludgeoned her with it. And if they're saying that the DNA was found on the interior, he probably just wrapped his hand, my guess, is around the big part and then used like the serrated edge to bludgeon her, yeah. But if he stuck his fingers inside to hold on to it, that like would a, work too. Like a club, make his hand now his 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 hand is the hammer. The conch shell is the hammerhead. Well, yeah, I think that that's the theory. Is that they, he did? He wrapped his fingers around inside of it and then used it like that. Wow! And they were able to test the interior of the shell, and an entirely full DNA profile came through. It was run through a database and led to the half brother. So he has now been and, indicted in connection with. Uh, that and an attempted murder and robbery of another woman in 2003. So he's still with us to stand. Yes, and Rosemary, I believe it's Moniz, M-O-N-I-Z. She was the victim in that case. Wow. But yeah. Did they say anything about the motive? Um, no. no, not really. 
Wow. Not in this case, not in this article that I'm picking up. But, uh, hmm. yeah, now her glad, family finally has was... some answers. And this must be the cold case week, because my second story is a cold case um, from 1968 out of Montana. Mm-hmm. And this is coming to us from Channel 3 KRTV Great Falls. Um, Helena, on Friday, Lewis and Clark Sheriff Leo Dutton said deputies have solved the 1968 homicide of Pamela Ann Dorrington. Deputies said, deputies say Courtney Brooke Atlas, 79, confessed to the murder recently after being provided immunity from prosecution for the crime um, because he's serving a life sentence for murdering his wife. I'm surprised he didn't just spill all. It's already a life sentence. Why do you have to be baited with immunity? That's kind of crappy. I, I guess because he didn't want to live in this two life sentences. I guess. Him? I don't know. I guess there's, I don't know. Do you get parole from a life sentence or no? I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's vindication for, huh? Yeah, I did it and I'll never be punished for it. Yeah. Maybe that in his sick, twisted mind, that would be a a, a victory for him. Wow. So, no, yes, I did it. And no, I'll never serve. I'll, I'll never be prosecuted. That's, for well, at least they so, know. At least they solved it. But still, that's a bummer. He was he was a witness. They Excuse mm-hmm. me. He was a suspect in the beginning, but they had nothing to tie him to. Okay. Him. And what he did is he, he kidnapped and robbed. And, I'm sorry, kidnapped and raped and murdered. Um, and this girl was his his tenant. Mm-hmm. And then he dismembered her body and they found part of it floating in this lake. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, that's Hor- terrible. Horrific. And so uh, justice being served. And it was nice that it was a cold case and it wasn't tied to DNA in this instance. And so I thought that was, even though... Um, he won't serve any time, although he's serving a life sentence. So I mean, the punishment is moot point, right. but nonetheless, it's it's known and, and it's solved and she can rest in peace. Well, that's a happy news story. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Did you want to jump into, no, are we, because we briefly talked about this before we did this, but are we jumping into the clips or just parts of the show yeah. themselves? We'll just, we'll just talk, basically, uh, David Wayne Wagner um, jumped on his motorcycle one day. He's a former Marine, was home, um, and he disappeared. He just completely disappeared. He left Never all of his stuff behind. There wasn't a suitcase gone, nothing. He just left. He left his keys in his car and everything. His motorcycle was found. With his helmet um, on the seat. With yeah. his helmet on the seat. And come to find out, it was found in a county where the sheriff and the deputies were not the most upright of individuals in Texas. Right. And they went and after so certain they, people specifically who kind of met, I don't know, met his description, I'd say. Exactly. A guy on a motorcycle. Yeah. People with what, bumper stickers to radio stations? Was that one of them? Yeah. yeah. Bunker, bumper stickers, people with long hair, them hippies. Yeah. People, oh, it was rock stations. That what it was. That's what it was. So motorcycle yes. riders, rock station listeners, long-haired hippies. Oh. Yeah. And so they targeted, they were later convicted of committing crimes, targeting people. They would extort money and, out of them in order to get rid of their tickets. Correct. Yeah. And so they believe uh, he may have fallen uh, to fall play from them mm-hmm. and has never been found, never, never since. Doesn't the family believe and, that, right? His family still to this day, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. they believe that was, it was very plausible. And it actually comes out that um, he answers specific questions in the ghost box um, about that. 
And so I encourage you to go back and listen to it. So I got some, I pulled some of the clips here and uh, here's the first one. David Wayne Wagner, born 11-11-1947. I would like to communicate with you. And when I hear that, it comes out as try it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now I'm interested. I have not gone back and done all of the clips forward and reverse because this was one of our early segments and we had not advanced that far. So we still need to go back and process these clips forward and reverse to find out what information um, else is in mm -hmm. there. Um, because I did it on one of the clips. I didn't include it tonight. Uh, I'm just telling you, I did it on one of them and there was more information to it. Oh, it how was, cool. Yeah, it, it was, it was wanted, please help mm -hmm. or wanted, need help. The, the please was, it was one of the two wanted, need help. Wow. Wanted, please help. I can't wait to go back and do that. We should do another episode where we just cover his clips in reverse. In, in total. Yes. Yeah. And, and just go through them all again with a fine tooth comb. Mm -hmm. Here's the next one. David, will you help me solve your disappearance? Want it. Mm -hmm. want it yeah will you help me want it he's he's asking us please help 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 find me he was very active very offering of information he was not at all angry and information that we were blown away with mm -hmm. telling us the county he was located in yeah that oh my goodness that was i remember the goosebumps yeah it was harris county yes and he harris county yes without even i mean there was no question it was absolutely the answer and this clip, this next clip here is just absolutely beautiful because it goes in line with all the other questions when we ask. Um, uh, here we go. David, where did you live? David. David, 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 David. So this is one of the first early clips that I did in reverse. Mm -hmm. And this was in forward, it was earth. Mm -hmm. In reverse, it was sorry. <laughs> so, it, it, where did you live? Earth, sorry. <laughs> That's funny. That is just a wonderful clip, a wonderful response. And here's the next one David, when did you last speak with your family? They were, mm -hmm. and that was in reverse. Wow. I hadn't started stacking the clips in here. So that's why there, there are some in reverse, but they're not in detail reverse as I've now come to see. And like stacking them makes the words come out. So I'm curious yes, exactly. to see, especially with how talkative he was. Yes, there, I, I totally believe that there's mm -hmm. more in there. Here's the next one. What was one of the two items you took with you when you left... In that clip, there's high-pitched screeching noises yes. that are coming through in the form of speech pattern. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing things like keys, mm -hmm. wallet, mm -hmm. um, but it's not that I can, I, I guess I could stop it and say, 
I don't know why the hell I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear anything else in yeah, there? Other there than were a whatever? couple things that sounded like it was a word, but I couldn't quite make out what the word was. I'm going to play it one okay. more time. What was one of the two items you took with you when you left? The whatever is so clear. Yes. But the rest of it, I feel like there's more to it, but I can't quite pick it out. Exactly. I'm hearing, I'm hearing patterns and, and, and my mind is maybe it's, I'm just desperately trying. That's why I'm not, I'm desperately trying. Is wallet? Mm -hmm. Wallet? Mm -hmm. Keys? Because he would have had to have keys for his motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. So those are the clips. David has a lot to say. He's a fellow Marine, please. Um, I encourage you after this episode, and we appreciate you listening. Um, go on back and give that one another listen. Especially um, go back and listen and then see if there's anything we missed, because I will get text messages and stuff saying, well, you missed this one. I heard this. And, and you know, go back and listen. And I do. And sure as heck. There are certain we things. We need to get a form so we can start collecting these and writing It'd these down. It'd be like, down. what? what's the timestamp? Just give me the time. I'll, go, I'll stop yes. what I'm doing. I want to go hear it. So, yes. Oh, that's brilliant. So we do need something to catalog. Can we just do like a blank form? Episode timestamp. On the website. Just enter, you know. This is the episode. This is what time. This is what I heard. That would be really cool. All right. Uh, yes, so are we, done? are we going, we're done going over his clips? I can jump into yes. what I have been like hanging on to all week because I'm quite excited about this. <laughs> hey, before we jump into that, a thought did cross my mind. So we're going to do your thing next. Mm-hmm. And if you think it's cool what I'm going to propose right now, then cool. We'll do that too. I'm thinking back to that cold case that was coming um, out of Montana and the uh, landlord, you know, the one we just talked yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um I'm thinking I would like to do a live ghost box and reach out uh, and talk to uh, Pamela and see how she feels about the fact that uh, now her case has been solved. It's it's no longer a cold case. I think that's perfect. You think so? Yeah, why not? I'm kind of nervous, but you know what? I, I would love to be able to do this live so you guys can hear the process. And then um, my thought was, I will then process it, and next week um, we will replay the results. I think that's great. Excellent. So then let's go ahead and uh, finish what you got, and then I'll get that set up, and we'll do that next. Okay. Um, It won't take me long. There's quite a bit on him, um, but suffice to say, one of the key players in the missing the case of the missing three women we've been talking about in the multi-part episodes we're doing, his name was Silas Jane. And he was the brother of George Jane, who owned the facility where these women who went missing kept their horses. And within the Jane family, there was a lot of bad blood. And Silas... And if this uh-huh. was ever an unconnected, connected guy, it would have to be him. Oh, yes. No doubt. Silas would be, I mean, the Silas and George, but Silas has to be the most unconnected, connected guy I have I've ever read about. The way he facilitated multiple murders and managed to not be, you know, involved 
it's pretty and not turn out like the Joker and just be a freaking raving lunatic. He can just smile like the Joker, but holy cow, he definitely kept up a good persona. I mean, all the pictures of him that you see for the most part, he's smiling, looks happy. And then like behind that, he has just a stack of bodies trailing behind him. Um, so he and a smile on his face he has like this really charming looking not saying he's good looking but this very like you could tell he's a charming individual and tries to schmooze people so him and his brother bad blood they were fighting over clients they were fighting over horses they were just constantly fighting and um he didn't silas didn't actually murder his brother but he hired many people to attempt to and eventually murder his brother. I mean, it was multiple hitmen he went through to f- until he finally and got wasn't successful. wasn't he a suspect in some of the the previous ones? Wasn't he a, I mean, it was <laughs> okay, known. So he was known that... The, I, I was going to start, like, honestly, at the very bottom because it was a Wikipedia article and that's where I'm going to gather most of the information on him because it's so <laughs> just concise. Um at the very bottom, there's like a list of I've murdered this person, this person, this person, this person. And then it is other crimes and suspicions. Okay. So he got away with murder, successfully claimed self-defense in gunning down this man named Frank Michelle Jr., who was a private detective, who George Silas's brother was trying to get Frank to replace the battery of a tracking device on Silas's vehicle. Okay. So Silas comes out, (laughs) sees Frank down there, shoots him nine times with three, three different weapons, an M1 carbine, a 22 and 38 caliber pistols. Wow. In quote, Uh, self-defense. Overkill. And get this. He, we're going to say reportedly, was boasted about crushing the man's testicles using vice grip pliers. What the hell? It was self-defense. Oh, yes. So he, in, in 1969, yeah. And then in, before that... In, That's just almost unbelievable. <laughs> that... Yeah. He, I, I, and I would love to go back and see who the attorney was. What, the, who, what was the law firm that represented this man? Yeah. <laughs> so his brother, George, finally, Silas got a hitman to successfully kill him. He was sitting in his basement and he was playing bridge with his son on his son's birthday. And the people who hit, you know, had the hit out were hitmen, shot him through his basement window, shot him in the heart through the window, killed him at Silas's behest. This is his brother. Okay. So that's one through the window shooting. And then you go and you think. So, mm-hmm. so just, sorry to interrupt, but this is very important in the uh, scheme of things. I'm thinking that our next one's going to be Patricia. Mm-hmm. Um, my next, well, I was planning to do Patricia next, the next girl, uh, the second girl that was missing from the beach that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm thinking we got to throw George in the mix too. Oh, no doubt. So if, if, if we do the three girls uh-huh. and then we do George. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. So we're, we're Okay. Yeah, because he needs to have a say in this. He was also... I think mur- so. We, He's got s- yeah. some information. Because they they fought and they both knew the industry and they both knew the kind of schemey things that were going on. I mean, these men were over-insuring these horses. 
if you know, against accidental death and killing the horses and collecting the money, they were selling horses for way too much money and they weren't worth anything. I mean, they were just all around not exactly the most upstanding characters, but it sounds like I would I would like George's take on it because technically he was a victim in this case. I, so was George really as nefarious as his brother? They, or was he trying to run a legitimate business and his brother was more into scheming? Uh, from my gathering of it, the, Silas was worse than George, but George wasn't exactly innocent either. Because George was con- was the connection with those three women. And remember, one of them got beat up from the horse syndicate right. people. So I think that he was somehow involved because they wouldn't have been hanging out with Silas. Not, you know, as much. It was, they weren't even, they were rivals. He, they, they were at his brother's, the rival's stables, so. Um, he took one of the girls from his stable to his. You think so? I think, I think I read an article about that. That was what, that was where the beef was. If it wasn't one of the girls that came up missing. It was the secretary. It was, well, it was also a, a rider. Uh-huh. He had a rider because they competed. Yeah. And he took one of the, um, one of the riders from Silas's stable and moved over to George's stable and Silas was pissed. Oh, well, I thought it was the, it was that secretary that died in the car bomb explosion. Yeah, she, she, yeah, right. she was the rider. She worked for Silas and then went to Georgia, right? Yeah. She, she used to work for Silas and then she went over to George? Yeah, she was the rider and she worked for okay. him riding the horses and then she went over to George's stable and then that's kind of what started that whole feud but she was the one that died in the car bomb explosion that was supposedly supposedly out to kill george but then after that i don't know if you read that where george had rigged this thing with this wooden pole and put his key on it and he was able to like turn the car on and off from outside the passenger side door because he was so afraid of another car bomb yeah Yeah. so silas was just instilled terror so not only did he eventually kill his brother. He killed the private investigator. In 1967, he killed the Cook County Sheriff's deputy who sh- was shot through his kitchen window, so that's the second through a window murder. The, uh, apparently, he was investigating the horse racketeering, and he had basically told everybody, hey, I'm onto something really big with these guys, and then he got murdered. Amazing that he would get away with it. It's just... Yeah. And he was the one who was mostly thought to be behind the disappearance of Miller, Blau, and Brule. Yeah. And the murder of the secretary. So he is just... And the heiress. And, well, well he is suspected of the disappearance of her, right? Connected yeah. to it. Not that he was, he was in jail, but he was having henchmen run his operation while he was in prison. Well, then there were the three young boys that he also was tied to. Yes. Who were heard screaming in his stables that eventually burned down, but he was definitely connected to that. So Because they witnessed him. Um, he, the, the, somebody, this guy, Hanson, his last name was Hanson. He had met the boys hitchhiking and basically yep, sort of kidnapped them. He was, he was, yeah. And then Silas got, he was molesting the boys. He got sad. He got mad at him, but then realized that these boys were also witnesses. Yeah. And, Right. And they were going to hurt his business, so he killed them all. And then... Damn. Yeah. So he he's just a really gross individual, and I think he this is... This case a, is huge. I think he is a really this key is... player in those women's disappearance, because he was he had no problem murdering people that threatened him, disagreed with him. 
So we have, we started this looking into these three women. Really, I clicked on it because yes. of one woman, and then I realized it was right. three women. And now it's how many? I've lost track of the amount of bodies. Yes, after reading that, um, it, it, it was just you've got to be kidding me! Oh my, my jaw dropped. I was I was floored. It sounds like everybody knew he was an ass bag. Everybody knew he was involved, but nobody seemed to have gone after him. And they knew not him. to cross him because the son of a bitch kills everybody. Yeah, nobody went after him. He just went and killed and killed and killed and killed. I mean, having grown up in the suburbs, um, it, it's I never ran across anybody like that, but you always heard stories mm-hmm. about people like that. Yeah. So it's it's not unheard of. It's not. It's definitely real life and being involved in a gigantic horse syndicate that included not just the owners it was veterinarians it was insurance people it this went this was very widespread and everybody knew just how dirty he was this was well organized yes yeah i mean to be able to be knowingly everyone knows you're involved in the disappearance of an heiress and nothing nothing you continue on about your life so anyway i am appalled and beside myself at his entire existence. And I cannot wait to hear what his brother has to say. So what is Good. it? We'll see maybe a week or two. It's, we got to do two, ep- we got two episodes to, left to do yeah. and then we can get to Silas. Okay. I'm sorry. We can get I'm to excited. George. Okay. And so you want to do a live ghost box? You got everything set up? We're going to do a live ghost box right now. Sweet. I got to just do a couple things here. So let me open up this antenna and I got to get, I got my microphone on. And so I watched the final episode of Get Back, the Peter Jackson Beatles documentary. And drum roll. And I was moved to tears. Aww. A wonderful life, happy, joyous type of tears. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it was an experience that I, I feel so lucky to have been able to experience. That is so cool. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was beyond my expectation. The series, I'll be honest, the series at point had parts that were rather dull, but I understand and, and I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just being honest with you. There's lulls in it, but you're, you're getting a, an honest to goodness snapshot of what was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that and I don't mind that. Um, uh, but it was a great series and I'm very happy to have been able to experience it. Good. I'm so glad I'm over here watching Hell's Kitchen reruns and you're like having an experience watching. I'm like, man, maybe I should get some better TV. <laughs> That's the Xbox on in the background. Okay. And We just moved it to AM and I'm going to turn it down just a little bit because my microphone is going crazy. And all right. Here we go. I would like to communicate with Pamela Ann Dorrington. Oh, I forgot to do this. Hold on. There we go. I got a scan. I would like to communicate with Pamela and Dorrington. Pamela and Dorrington, will you communicate with me? Do you hear that? 
Right there I did. I didn't hear what it said, I just heard a voice. I'm scared. Pamela and Wow, that was loud. Pamela Ann Dorrington, I would like to speak to you about your case. Pamela, your case has been solved. Pamela, how does that make you feel that your case has been solved after all of these years? Sweet. Pamela, are you happy that your case has been solved? Pam, Pamela, what can you express about your case being solved? Thank you very much for taking the time to communicate with me today. Thank you. I don't want to stop. There was so much in That's there. That's going to take you hours. <laughs> I mean, it, I heard scared. I heard something about a bridge. Holy cow. That, that's, that's like eight minutes. <laughs> this is going to have to be a new thing. Because it, no, I had, it, no, it wasn't eight minutes. That was eight hours I have left. Oh, thank you. Here you go. Sweet. Ah. Um, we have got yes. to do this regularly because there was so much activity. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's because we were both focused, so. focused on it. That is so cool. I, I wish we could like go longer, but I understand how just how long it takes to pick that apart. So. Oh, yes. I, and I have to have that ready for next week. Plus, I have to have the other episode ready also. So it's going to be a busy week. Please know I'm not complaining. I absolutely love this and would not do anything just, differently. It takes a very long time. <laughs> it really does. Because not only, it's, it's not you just don't go back and listen once. You have to pick apart each second, just about. Each second, I, I go back and slowly forward, reverse, chop it forward, reverse this way, this way, that way, change it over here, move it. it yes. And, and and just 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 to see if there's something else we can, we can pull from yeah. there. I'm, I mean, having them say that, stack the clips, loop the clips. I cannot wait. Did you record it on your big mic and your little mic too? Oh, yeah, sweet. I did. I, because there was so I got some serious words. On the actual recorded. Very yeah. cool. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So, ooh, that just, I did. So what I can do is I can cut the audio from the big mic here and see if we can pick up the same things or anything different than from the microphone that I have that I always use. Okay, perfect. Very cool. How does that sound? I like it. If you want to, I'm just, we're kind of like doing housekeeping while we're recording, but if you want to send me just a snippet of it, I will try to help you discern it. Oh. Because I know. I'll, I'll okay. give it a good listen too. I don't usually, okay, normally sweet, we go in. Oh, that would be fun. What? Maybe I can give you, I'll give you one of the recordings. Mm -hmm. I won't tell you which one. I'll just say, here's a recording and just tell me what you hear. And then later on, we'll just divulge which recording you got? Oh, very cool! It's like a blind, like behind door number three. <laughs> yes. What did you hear? <laughs> I didn't hear nothing. What? How could you hear nothing? Listen to this. Uh, my clip didn't say that. Oh my gosh! That's gonna be cool. That is gonna be super I can, fun. I am a hundred percent excited about this. <laughs> Before we sign off, I was wondering if we could talk about being connected to this 
universe at the quantum level. Yeah, for sure, because it has been a week chock full of it for me. Has it really? Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so tired. As I'm sitting, <laughs> as I'm sitting down watching um, the last episode of, of Get Back um, and having this wonderful experience, um, understanding what was going on. So I was having a different, totally different experience watching this and it had such meaning and relevance to me in my life. And it was very powerful, actually moved me to tears. I mean, little, literal, you know, belly (sighs) (laughs) bounces and jiggling because I'm crying so Mm -hmm. hard. Um, but it was, it was good. It was, it was emotionally very good. But as I'm experiencing all this, a thought pops into my head. Um, and it pops in as, my friend, my best friend, how's my best friend doing? Mm-hmm. And my best friend, Warren, how's he doing? So I went to pick up the phone as, a, and as I'm going to reach for the phone, a message chimes that I received a message. Mm-hmm. So I said, holy shit, if that's Warren, I'm going to crap. Mm-hmm. And so I pick up the phone and it wasn't Warren. It was, um, someone else. I'm asking about um, a friend, a mutual uh, person that we both know, um, he's concerned because they're in the hospital. Um, but then it dawned on me, holy crap. The message came through as he was thinking about this mutual friend in the hospital mm-hmm. as he's texting me. I'm reaching for the phone, going to text my friend. So the message came through in the form, the way for me to understand it was to make me think about my friend Warren. Mm-hmm. But as this other person's thinking about our mutual friend, as he's texting me, Mm -hmm. I receive a message from the quantum realm. Hey, um, we're thinking about you and about your friend. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was just blown away. We got to call them quantum telegrams. I think that was a quantum (laughs) telegram that, that made its way through and had I not received that text at the moment I received it, I would have picked up the phone and just taken it as an internal thought that I generated myself to text my friend Warren. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it was a message I received and I understood it to be about my best friend. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be a different best friend mm-hmm. that was being thought about but included me. That is so cool. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I was just blown away. So there was things that happened earlier in the week that just built upon the rest of this emotional weekend. Mm -hmm. That that is part of the reason why I emotionally could not uh, record a ghost box session this weekend. I just could not do it. I don't blame you. And, And with this sort of thing, you don't want to go into it half full you need to go into it entirely i'm ready to take this on this needs all of my energy all of my undivided attention i believe that this is something Mm -hmm. that we need to understand and i'm going to do everything in my power to understand it yeah It's, it's a passion this is this is it's it's call it a hobby but it's a hobby with a passion that there's something to this and I want to figure it out. No, there absolutely is because these answers, and I keep saying this over and over again in these episodes, but these answers are direct. 
it's not just random words. There's no exactly. way Harris. I mean, there's no way that just by, by chance. chance out of all the words and noises that could have emanated from that box, the actual county where he was from came through. Exactly. As I was sitting down, um, feeling so guilty for not doing a session this week, you guys, I am so sorry. I truly do have this, this just because I'm committed and I, and I don't like to let people down. And so I definitely did not mean to let you down this week. So I hope this was entertaining and you got some information and, and you're ready to come back for next week's. Um, but as I was sitting there, um, thinking about that, then I was going somewhere with the story that I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was profound, people. Rural. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, my first thought is I'm going to cut this part out, but then I can hear in my head, no, you're not cutting this out. You left my part in it. You got to leave this part in I there too. I would not. I'd let you cut it out. That's fine. Do you want me to just start? Fine, I'll leave it I in there, okay? I can just start swearing, so you I have can't to. cut it out now because that would be, how, what would that make me if I cut my, my blunders? <laughs> so it's staying in there just so you Thanks. know. Microphone's facing the right, right direction today, so we're good. <laughs> No, I'm actually kind of glad that we took a week off from normal recording because this, I think we're on to something with this live, because it's one thing to hear the clips because they're very compelling, but it's another thing to actually hear how it comes in, which it's, I think it will help people understand how it comes in, how it sounds, what it's about, what it's like. That's a great idea. And then they can hear on the back end, because I mean, they've heard now the last 13 episodes, now 14 what it sounds like on the back end. Mm-hmm. So hearing on the front end, yeah, that's cool. Well, we might even get to the point where we start putting these out here. Like, here is the clip. What do you hear? This is what we heard, sort of. Absolutely. Uh, so I like I know idea. I would definitely spend extra time trying to figure out what they said. <laughs> so, yeah. I definitely made a pledge um, because I know that I've been and rather, I had to relax this weekend, guys. <laughs> Period. End of story. I had to relax. But also in in part of having to relax, I had to make a commitment um, to do something differently. And one of those things differently for me is that I'm going to find a way to have more energy at the end of my day. My days, my days are full. Um, I go nonstop when I'm at work and I normally don't take lunch. It's just the way I am. I don't eat lunch. So I just normally work through it. I have a couple tea breaks during the day um, that I find very relaxing. Um, but I need to, I need to have energy because there's things I want to do when I come home for this show, for the website, mm-hmm. um, for these clips, getting them up on the website for our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, please know it's, it's, it's being neglected right now. And, and that one big reason is I have to find a way to harness energy during the day. So right now the plan is to take a couple power naps. Um, and then I should have enough to get four hours in each night, which I think would be plenty to get those up and running and be more engaged. Um, with the people and admittedly, I also need to step up on the social media. It's because I don't have any myself. I don't use it. So it's so hard for me to jump back into it. And I am having a hard time. I try. I try. I'll download it. I'll sign in and I'll be like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. And it's, I need to, I need to. I have social media, but I'm that guy who posts a couple things and looks like 99.9999999999% of the time yeah. without engaging because I'm just like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so, I mean, granted, work is long sometimes, but I will also, I can't power nap, but I will take the time to 
make a few posts and get us started so that we can have some engagement because right now our statistics are, are looking pretty promising, but they're all organic. We haven't really put out yes. social media. And I think if we do, it will, no. it will increase people who hear it. So we do have one high school student going around letting um, other high school students know. So if there's any more high school students out there, Hey, come on down and let your friends know that we are murder and ghosts. And we talk to, uh, ghosts and about cases that are not the best out of humanity that, that could make us all better. Yeah. And we mark them all explicit because I swear sometimes. <laughs> and then you try and to, sometimes I do too. <laughs> then you go, Lulu. so yeah, I think next week's episode is, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I hope this one has been enjoyable. It's a pretty big change in format, but it's good to mix things up. So this has been another exciting episode of murder. And ghosts, let's roll some credits. Bye. Hey, and before we head out of here, I just popped a couple pieces of 92% dark chocolate in my mouth thinking, oh yeah, this is great. And then it dawned on me where I was going with that story. And so I didn't want to leave you guys hanging because, hey, what I have to say is so important. We still have another like 10 minutes to fill, so go for it. <laughs> so what I was, where I was going with the story is that I so much want to be involved and engaged and, and, and do things. I find it very difficult to be around large crowds of people. Um, I've always been that way. I've always want to be around large crowds of people, but I find it hard to do so unless I'm at something like, say I'm at a, a, a sporting event where I can focus on the sporting event or if I'm at a rock concert and I can focus on the stage and the entertainer, um, things like that. But if I go to places like amusement parks or county fairs, my first thought is, Oh, hell no. I want nothing yeah. to do with that. Yeah. I completely understand that. I, 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 I don't know what my version is because I love to be around. I love hearing people's story. I love to interact. Um, I'm kind of awkward when I communicate with people in the fact that um, I, I, I don't have very good. The best way that I can relate to people is with my stories. Um, and so mm -hmm. I don't want to come across, and I believe that most of the time I come across as a know-it-all because they say something and I respond to them in a story that basically I'm trying to say to them by telling them the stories that I can relate to you, I understand mm -hmm. you. Yes. And so I, I, instead of saying, hey, man, I understand you completely. Gosh, I can relate to you so well. I have to tell them a story that shows them that I relate, that I'm being authentic and real because I think there's experiences mm -hmm. in my life when people – Say, yeah, I understand, man. Great. I'm right. And I'm thinking in mind, you're full of blankety blank and blank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's yes. how I interpret and perceive things and facial expressions. And I, I don't only um, listen to your words. I hear your face. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I hear your face. <laughs> like you have no idea how loud your face screams in my head when I talk yeah. to people, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I heard that not everybody does that. And I find that hard to mm -hmm. believe because how the F can you really? not see what the hell their face is doing? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or those people who are telling you stories and you're looking at them like, are you, I, I don't believe an F thing you're saying and you're still talking to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They can't read your face. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my face doesn't speak to them. 
No, you're just you're just going, hmm, and they just hear you. Yep. Anyhow, that's where I was going with this story. That, you know what? I want to get out there. I want to be involved. I want to be engaged. But I'm very awkward. I don't mean to be awkward. I'm a nice guy. When I tell you my stories, it's because I want you to know that I'm relating to you, and I want to get on a deeper level of of knowing and mm-hmm. understanding you. Yes, I totally understand. Wonderful. I had a guy at work look at me and go, you are so effing weird. And I'm like, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I I'm guess. not the only one who thinks it. Uh, you're like, uh, I know. Really crazy. I, I know. It's it's cool. So, yeah, I, I tried to not engage, honestly, very much. I just stick to myself. <laughs> I do a lot of nodding and thumbs up. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going to that white? Have you seen those TikToks about like white people face? And it's like that smirk. You just, you know. <laughs> You leave a pass in the hall and you have just that look and you're like, yep, that half smile. Exactly. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I try not to be that Oh, way. that's very funny. I just. No, I try, I try to, but I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like I, I one person, I, I know they're having a, a hard time. Like you can just read it all mm-hmm. over them. It's, it's not difficult to see that, but people aren't like, Hey, let's talk about it. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. So it's, do you extend the invite to talk about it? Do you just let it go? It's it's tough. And and people talk and, and you're hearing their words, but you're picking up so much more than what their words are saying. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's so much more to be said than what they're saying. Yeah. And you feel yeah. bad and you have compassion and empathy and you want them to be able to share what they're really thinking, but not able to say it for whatever reason or whatever fear or whatever hesitation that they have, but they can't. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and you feel so bad. So then you're more engaged with what they're saying because you want them to know and you empathize to the point of, 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 of just wanting them to realize how much mm-hmm. you care about them. Right. Oh my God. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It totally does. It does. And 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 then when I come home and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I just, mm-hmm. I, 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 I just, I, and I feel bad because there's people at home that haven't seen me all day, and I need to come home and I, I need to engage some more, mm-hmm. and 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 really in my heart of hearts, and not I want to engage, but I don't have it. Your social cup is empty. And so then I'm thinking, gosh, I want to come in here and I want to do more work, but I just can't. I know what's in here. I I know it's here and I know what I have to do and I know how to do it and I love to do it. And it's just like, man. And then on top of that, you have to find time for yourself. It's very difficult to balance it all. Luckily, we're at a point where we're only releasing once a week. We can space things out. We can plan ahead. We can think this live ghost box thing is perfect. Um, Sweet. And it's all about that balance because this takes second place to home time, which takes sometimes second place to everything else. So beautiful. I think everybody will understand. And this has been the addendum to the exciting episode of <laughs> The Addendum Murder. And Ghosts. <laughs> this should be a thing, the addendum. <laughs> Let's roll some credits. You can find past and upcoming episode information at murderandghost.com. It's quick, and by golly, we really would appreciate your support. You can also find Murder and Ghosts at YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Don't be shy. Log on today. We would love to hear from you.